TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Week one is complete as we jump into another edition of the Score North Gophers show. No, I'm not Ross Brendo or Brendo Ross on Twitter. I'm James Murphy leading the ship today. With me as always is Daniel House. How's it going, Daniel? You texted me last night and you said, I'm going to drink six cups of coffee for tomorrow. I didn't do that. I didn't drink six cups of coffee, but I'm ready to go. Because yesterday, I mean, yesterday the Golden Gophers do win. They beat the uh, South Dakota State Jackrabbits 28-21. It was contentious at best and nauseating at worst. Um, but what are your initial reactions from the seven-point victory over the Jackrabbits? Well, there's plenty to clean up from that one, mm-hmm. just everywhere across the board. However, you have to come back to this. Challenges of the first game. Joe Rossi said it best this week, no tape on a quarterback at all, brand-new offensive coordinator. They had a brand-new defensive coordinator, too. Yeah, It's the first game. You have no chance to study any film, see any trends, They had the chance to scheme and do what they wanted to do, and I have to credit South Dakota State. I thought they did a phenomenal job of scheming. They came out in that two-back set, used a lot of motion and misdirection, took advantage of the inexperience that Gophers had at linebacker with Kamal Martin out, and then defensively, the stunts totally sent the Gophers' offensive line in a tizzy. So, again, execution was not very good. Physical play on the OLs and DLs, very, very concerning for me. I thought that they'd come out and just absolutely blow them off the ball. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Yeah, I was expecting Rodney Smith eight yards a pop. I was Maybe not every play, but I thought the holes would be there. And for the most part, Daniel, they were running into a brick wall on defense. And and it wasn't just that. It was the, I think what was more concerning is Tanner Morgan didn't have any time to, to work with the offense. He was constantly getting pressure. We, we were talking about that, that third down and 10 play in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. when he had to escape a sack just to get some time to throw it. And he he did complete the play. The drive stalled, but it was probably his his best escape of the day. And he that he was he was for the most part running uh, out of the pocket the majority of the day. He helped extend plays because the offensive line was struggling that much. I was like Falele struggled, Dunlap the right side, the right side of the offensive line, and then. They stunted on the left side a few times. Ryan Arith for number 90 for South Dakota State. Phenomenal game. Absolutely dominant. And then Kay Johnson on their offense. The Gophers really didn't have an answer for that. There were so many breakdowns in the second level of that defense. Linebackers not doing a good job when they dropped into zone coverage and guys were leasing out on routes. I haven't had a chance to watch the game back in full yet, but my initial impression was that second level of the defense really needed Kamal Martin in there because Mariano Sori Marin doesn't have a lot of experience. They had Thomas Rush on the field. When they're in base, they've got three pretty young linebackers in there, and Thomas Barber is really the key leader. There was a lot of miscommunication. I felt like Winfield was trying to do comp- overcompensate maybe a little bit because some guys were in the right spot, and Howden's still young. There's still some guys trying to learn on the fly here on this team. And you really noticed it, especially when um, when South Dakota State got in the red zone, and they started to run some hurry-up offense, especially when they got in close to the goal line. And 
the two touchdowns that they scored, the Gophers weren't even set on those plays, and they it was an easy rushing touchdown from one yard out. Yeah, there were little miscommunications throughout the night that you have to clean up. That and the physicality up front, those are the areas that really stood out to me that have to get fixed before you go to Fresno next week because that's a well-coached football team. You're on the West Coast. You're traveling out there. People want to freak out, and I understand mm-hmm. that that performance, you're expecting a lot more. I don't think people are giving South Dakota State enough credit for the type of team they have. Number four team in the FCS, according to the coaches' poll, they have a shot to get to Frisco this year. And obviously you want to play a lot better than you did, but, hey, you found a way to win. Sometimes it's not pretty. I think P.J. Flex said that after the game, too. There's no preseason, James, in in college football. You come out and you got to be ready to go. You don't get four exhibition games to start getting into rhythm. It's coming out, and South Dakota State is not a a pushover at all. So that was a test off the get-go. And I, I felt like that would be the case. I just thought that the Gophers would – it'd be a close game in the first half and you make the adjustments and then put the foot on the gas where that third quarter was brutal. Yep. They couldn't brutal. Get, they couldn't get anything going. And I think the biggest thing there – was, there was one thing I wanted to ask you right off the bat too – do you think this would this might have been a preparation issue, or did we did we look past? Did the Gophers look past South Dakota State, thinking that they, they wouldn't be so much of a challenge for them? Or what do you think was the the biggest the biggest reason why this game was so close? Again, I think it comes back to South Dakota State had all this time to scheme for the Gophers. They prepared. You had no clue what you were going to get. That happens with every first game, but when you have a new quarterback, they had a new offensive coordinator, they got new coordinators on defense, scheme looks different, philosophy is totally out there. They ran that two-back stuff, used that misdirection, got everybody kind of looking in the backfield, had some confusion. I asked Winston DeLatabadere after the game about that, motion and misdirection, and he said they worked all week on that. But until you get in the game, you don't really experience. you got to edge contain. you got to keep your eyes from getting up the field. you got to align correctly. You had guys out of run fits quite a bit. Alignment was a big issue last night. Like you said, getting set for plays, there was a lot of confusion. So for me, it's the challenge of the first game. It's a good opponent that has some talent, and you didn't really know what to expect. Joe Rossi kind of prefaced that. The coordinators this week set the stage for this. They felt like there were going to need to be some adjustments made. I thought South Dakota State did a phenomenal job, A, of scheming for this game, And B, their halftime adjustments were fantastic as well. And the Gophers just never really seemed to be able to play aggressive enough on defense. They didn't have a tackle for loss or sack until that final stretch of the game. It felt like once that turnover hit, that was like the lightning rod. It felt like kind of flat last night to me, didn't it yeah. to you? Yeah, and they just weren't getting pressure. I, and I think that's what happens when they you're you're just kind of and from an entire. Do you feel they weren't blitzing as much as they usually do? It it, it just seemed like they weren't Here, getting that that pressure in the backfield. Here's what I thought early in these non-conference games. You, you aren't really showing much. You're trying to do enough to win the game. You don't want to give away a lot of the looks you're going to do all season and you kind of game plan with the thought in mind that you're going to slowly build this up as the season goes on the offensive play calling was pretty conservative I thought though at times you got those third down situations where you're running a wide receiver screen and you're getting nothing because of the look that the defense is running uh the the blocking everything has to go perfect on those plays and when you got people teeing off 
they ran that play at least three times on that first drive. Uh, James, they had the the wide receiver screen, and then they went. They didn't decide to go for it when it was fourth and six at South Dakota State's thirty-six. Right, and instead of uh, even even trying, and I get it. It was windy last night, and and your kicking situation. We'll get into that in a second. But um, they they punted. They end up punting it from the thirty-six. And they net probably 20 yards from that punt because it bounces at the 10 and rolls back to the 15 or so. So it, it just it, – it, that, that started the trend of just conservative play calling. And whether that be you're running it they, – they ran it, I, I would say, two-thirds of the plays were run plays. And they also just refused to go down the field unless they were taking a shot to Rashad Bates. Right, and that one drive where it was 18-play, 10-minute drive – they ran the ball 15 times. They averaged about three yards per carry on those drives, but they just couldn't seem to get that push up front and control the line of scrimmage. And then on the defensive side, I felt like in the interior, they weren't able to get off blocks. They weren't able to take on double teams. The interior of South Dakota State's offensive offensive line was really doing a nice job of opening lanes. And then the run fits maybe weren't great. And you got one-on-one tackles in space that you have to make. There were things last night that have to get cleaned up, especially just from the mental processing side of the game. But that comes with you see, you need to get some of these linebackers some experience. That's where I keep coming back to. And I, I want to mention too. I think uh, a big reason that we're we're talking about this as a win for the Gophers rather than. Uh, a really disappointing loss is because they did take advantage of some situations they mm-hmm. were they were handed. Uh, the the interception comes to mind where the the center rolls the ball back instead of a clean snap and and you get a you get an easy pick six where you walk it in. The other one too is the fumble on the read option mm-hmm. or the, the 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 inside zone handoff and. They they were handed that football back, but to their credit, they didn't they didn't try a field goal. They stormed down and scored a touchdown when they needed to. But you have to execute in those opportunities. You right. can't you can't drop the ball. You can't try to pick it up, scoop it, score. You get down on the football, and those that makes the big difference in those games. And they were able to take advantage. I like to think about like, okay, what happens in that ball game? If that fumble on that zone read at the mesh point play doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and you get that short field, what does the result of the game look like? Because the Gophers average 3.2 yards per play. Mm -hmm. South Dakota State doubled them up on yards per play. Okay, from a statistical standpoint, football nerd me looks at average yards per attempt and average yards per play. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when you lose that category – South Dakota State had the Gophers a full yard per play overall in that game. Mm -hmm. They doubled them up in the second half, yet the Gophers still won the game. Statistically speaking, and in every way almost, South Dakota State won the football game, but the little details they didn't execute. They made the mistakes, and the Gophers capitalized upon them. And, And kudos to the Gophers for executing in those situations because if you don't do that, you probably lose that game. Two two series, the back-to-back touchdown drive as well as the the sack on third uh, the sack on fourth down and just the pressure that they showed once South Dakota State pushed the ball on their side of the field. 
it, that's what won them the game. It wasn't so much. I mean, people are going to point at uh, the the penalty calls that that called back South Dakota's uh, touchdowns, two of them, and also the, the the mistakes, the fumble and the interception. But the Gophers executed on their last two pos- on the the final possession and then the last possession. I on just defense. I felt like they turned it on at the end. Mm-hmm. That there was just it just wasn't that level of. That that type of fight that I saw from the first that that tenacity that that will the win from the start, it felt like that built up and it got better as the game progressed. Like, gotta go and take this one, and now it's the the big key is you got to figure out how to get some pressure on the quarterback and be more aggressive and create some tackles for loss because they didn't have negative plays last night. And in order to really be aggressive on third down, you can't have them in third and four and third and five. You got to get them in third and twelves, third and thirteens. Then your defensive creativity gets a lot better. Like some of their best defensive success last night was in longer down situations where they could kind of dial it up. And both sides of the ball felt pretty conservative for the first game. And sometimes you kind of expect that when you're early in the season and you don't really want to reveal everything that you're trying to do. What did you think about the the first game of 2019 for Tanner Morgan? How he played overall? Um obviously we 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 know he was dealing with a lot of pressure during the entire game. You had the one very poor interception where he threw into double coverage and and that was an easy one for the defense. But how did what did you think of Morgan's performance overall? Uh, against South Dakota State. Well, yeah, that RPO slant looked like they had two deep safeties, and you know you just didn't see the safety fits it in horrible throw. But other than that, I thought he managed the game really well. Passing game when they needed to make throws were in a rhythm. A couple of those those incompletions result of drops. He extended plays with his feet, kept his eyes down the field, made some throws. He looked comfortable in the system. That's the big thing: is the ability to extend plays. The zone read stuff. He bursts it off for a run at the end off that, but he has to be able to create with his legs a little bit to help keep the defenses a little honest, make them defend that, and that's kind of been a problem in the past with this offense is you got to have that threat. So Tanner played well. He managed the game. He He did enough for them to win the football game, and that's what you're looking for at the quarterback position. The key in this one was the battle in the trenches, and Coming in, I thought that after watching South Dakota State last year, looking at what they did, I thought for sure those North Dakota State games last year, they struggled with physicality up front. They gave up like 439 rushing yards, and they gave up more than 200 again in the earlier matchup with them last year. They struggled with those physical fronts. But, again, from a, from a schematic standpoint, they made a lot of great adjustments to take advantage of their personnel, and they have a new coordinator. So that played that played a bigger role than people think because you had to make adjustments on the fly. It's not like you can go in the film room and be like, okay, guys, this is how you handle misdirection. This is how you handle motion. You've got to go on the sidelines and go, okay, you got you got to have your eye discipline here. It's all about discipline against this. And that was the big, big adjustment they had to make. Yeah, and I, I want to mention too a lot of a lot of feedback I was seeing on Twitter during the game from from Gopher fans was that they needed to throw the ball more. They needed to go down the field more, and we didn't really notice that. You had mentioned um, when we were speaking off air that that Tyler Johnson was receiving a lot of double teams, and that's why he was taken out of it a little bit. They did have obviously the highlight reel touchdown to uh, Rashad Bateman and that's that you know that's going to lead oh, that's going to lead uh, sports I don't know but I, I just think that 
a lot of people were frustrated to see the Gophers, as you mentioned, multiple wide receiver screens that didn't seem to be going anywhere, or just in general running the ball when it wasn't working and, and they weren't opening holes and you just knew right away as soon as the third quarter hit and they they still weren't um, they still weren't running the ball well. It's maybe something they need to go away from. What did you notice in terms of the lack of down the field throwing and and what might be a reason why we didn't see that so much? I thought they could have attacked that more, especially considering South Dakota State has a pretty inexperienced secondary. They only had one returning member in that in the, in the cornerback room. They had two brand new safeties. I expected them to try to set up the running game and then take some play action shots because when they did try to push the ball down the field, I thought they had adequate matchups, especially because all year you're going to see teams try to bracket cover Tyler Johnson. And you're going to get really, really nice matchups for Rashad Bateman. Bateman was just phenomenal. He's going to be the breakout guy. He has the chance to be a star. You look at NFL teams, they're going to be all over Bateman because of the physical adjustment that he made going from like 173 pounds to just over 200 the already has the explosiveness, one of the most pure athletes you're going to find. He was a phenomenal basketball player in high school. That, that one-handed catch, I mean, that, that, that was just an incredible play. Yeah. But I expect them, their, their idea was they were going to come in and try to control this game. They thought, like I did, that they were going to be able to control the line of scrimmage and pound it. And the only time I felt like they did that was like the last two drives of the game. They were firing off the ball. They got to have that consistency right at the beginning. And to me, did it feel like to you they were trying to work out some cobwebs? They were trying to get that done. There, there's no preseason. I keep coming yeah. back to that. You got to build off what we saw the last seven to eight minutes of the ballgame. And and I'm not ringing the alarm bells just yet. I know a lot of people oh, are. Oh, goodness. Twitter's Twitter's <laughs> been interesting. But it's – you got the win. That was what's most important, and, and that's how P.J. led his press conference. Mm-hmm. Was, there are no bad wins. There's no bad wins in college football, and he's right to an extent. I, I think it's okay to be disappointed with how they looked, and, and you have to treat this as a learning experience. And, hey, we almost got beat. It's 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 not hard to get beat when you pl- when you play like that because they were one you know a couple turnovers or uh, just not getting a penalty call away from from losing that game, and I think he was right in 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 hammering that we got the win we need to prepare for for Fresno State now that's the next step you have you have extended time to do that because it's a Thursday game so I'm looking forward to see what changes in that Fresno game and how the especially how the offense looks because I was not expecting that lack of physicality and lack of domination up front when you have a, a, a distinct size advantage over over a South Dakota State team yeah, the physicality is the biggest thing that I took away from that game that has to, we we have to see that improve because you have the backs to take advantage of of that. You've got to try to find a way to control games up front and that's what they did so well at the end of last season was mm-hmm. ground and pound the football. Think about the Wisconsin so well. Game. And when you do that, then you are able to take more shots later in the game because you're you're running the ball real well, you're controlling the game. You're in a rhythm. You're able to to stretch the field a little bit more and take some shots. And that's what I want to see more of, some aggressiveness down the field after you start setting up the run because running the football is a good recipe for success, especially against teams that, that can't match your physicality. However, South Dakota State, from the get-go, 
match the physicality, and I, I have to respect them for that. They played a really solid game. They left it all out there, and this is a team I fully believe can be in the race for FCS championship heading to Frisco if their quarterback play. I mean, they, their quarterback, he, he, he did all right for his first game, but they're gonna teams are gonna be scheming to send pressure. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna be way more aggressive against him. And the Gophers were again quite conservative last night, leaving a lot of things on the table. Well, they, you could tell they were they were just trying to get out there with the win. It, and when uh, when the second half rolled around and they weren't really pulling away, and then and then South Dakota comes and, and actually takes the lead on on the Gophers. Then they were just trying to hold on at that point. You could you could tell based on the play calling, both offensively and defensively, they weren't bringing much pressure. They were just trying to kind of hold on as as well as they could. Well, at least you have film on your next opponent. You'd be able to check out Fresno yeah. State. They play USC on Saturday, so. You don't have a complete just running into a bucket of cold water and what do you do? How do you adjust? You've got people out there, maybe Kamal Martin, you got to have him back on defense because it kind of changes the way that they scheme, how they approach different pressure packages, different fronts they have. Last night they had to keep it pretty basic, it felt like, to just kind of that the inexperience they had in the second level of that defense is kind of the key takeaway of that game is that that's how South Dakota State exploited them and they did an effective job of it. And I just want to ask you as well. So I I, I caught a little bit of PJ's press conference after the game mm-hmm. and he first and foremost praised South Dakota State for mm-hmm. how they played and praised the coaching staff and and said this is you know a lot of people are going to look at this and say, "Well, that's an FCS team." I mean, you should have beat them by a lot more. But he went and to praise how well they played, how how well prepared they were to play a Minnesota team on the road. What did you? What did? You, what else did you take away from from PJ's press conference and and what he had to say about the the very narrow victory? I felt like he he knew they had a lot to improve upon, but he also credited South Dakota State for the way that they prepared, way they did things, the attack, the scheme that they had, and the fact that it was the first game. Now you have to make the adjustments. And he, what really stood out to me was he was discussing the push and the physicality of the offensive line and how he felt like there were moments where they showed that. And especially down in the last eight minutes of the game, you saw that firing off the ball, getting push again. He wants to see that for four quarters again. And like I said to you, it, the switch felt like it turned on all of a sudden. That turnover after they fumbled the ball, the defense after the offense scored came back out in the field, got a sack, got a tackle for loss, started to started to play a little bit more aggressive and fast. And it there were moments in the game that third quarter just felt like it was very lethargic. They didn't really have an answer for anything. Let South Dakota State hang around. And then the fourth quarter, you had to make the winning plays. And like PJ said, they're going to play a lot of close games, so they can benefit from this that, okay, you had to find a way to win. How do you handle close games? Absolutely. And I, I just want to ask you one, one final piece about this game, and then we can actually move on to what next week's going to look like. So 
what ultimately do you take away from this game from from the from the close victory does that change your your expectation for this season at all or is it is, is it something where you're you're lucky to get away with the win you're you 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 played well enough at the end to secure that and and we're just going to move forward from here or or what what do you take away from this game ultimately and 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 does that affect what you think about this team well they were fortunate to win no doubt about that right now it's all about all about how you respond. I'm not ready to say that that it's time to press the panic button because it's not. South Dakota State is not your traditional team you're going to open with that you just feel like, oh, if you don't execute the the details perfectly, you'll still find a way to win. Last night they caught a couple breaks, they made the plays that they needed to and they and again they found a way to win. But you want to see them next week Make the adjustments. Okay, what did you do well? What didn't you do well? How do you establish that physicality? Are you more aggressive offensively taking shots down the field? Because the scheme was very basic across the board, and I don't know if that was by design or they just felt like they that that they game plan for something else, and then they they made a different adjustment. That you get that first game luster out of there. Sometimes yeah. that's the biggest challenge. Is, is there's, there was a lot more variables at play with the personnel that they had, their coaching staff, the type of team they had. I'm not ready to, to, to change the expectation level for this team because I need to see a bigger sample size. And you got to remember that there still is, at certain spots, this offensive line, Falele and Dunlap are still pretty young. Blaze is still young. Like Really, the experienced guy in that unit is Connor Olson. Otherwise, they're still trying to develop that continuity. You adjust against the stunts. That's the thing you work on all week is the communication, focusing on what went wrong in the second level of the defense. And you just you don't get too riled up about this game, and you try to find a way to build upon it. And if we continue to see the physicality issues moving forward, then you probably are a little bit more concerned. That was the most alarming thing to me was just the because you had the size like that. That's an that was a disadvantage for South Dakota State right off the bat. It was that they were undersized, under skill, under like they 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 were just beaten in that factor of the game. Yet they were able to. They used the quickness. They used the quickness that they had mm -hmm. with the stunts and the different looks that they had. They knew that the Gophers might have more physicality up front, but they understood that they had the speed, they had the quickness, they had the, the leverage type defensive linemen. That if you scheme the right way, hey, you can exploit that matchup. And you that's where you credit South Dakota State. I thought they I thought they did an excellent job of scheming. And that Kay Johnson kid, that receiver. Mm -hmm. He can ball. I was impressed. Yeah, they they looked good for for stretches on offense. I thought I thought they 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 definitely came to play. You could see that they they got they gave a hundred percent of their effort for this game and they got up for it, which I was very impressed with. No, I want to see how they play this season. This this I I told you guys this when we broke down the schedule a few weeks ago on the mm -hmm. podcast. I said I felt like South Dakota State was low key a challenge just because of the timing of it, the returning talent, the type of team they are in the FCS. The non conference slate for the Gophers is a test in every single way. This team was more of okay the matchups, the returning production, first game, next game is Jeff Tedford, really great coach. Out West, Fresno, mm -hmm. got to make the trip, late game, all these variables against a really good team that 
that made a uh, uh, New Year's Day Bowl last year, I believe, mm-hmm. and pot really good group of five kind of team. So you're looking at that, and then you look at Georgia Southern, who has a ton of returning potential. Triple option. They got a lot of film on you from Georgia Tech. How do they attack you on that? Every game has a different challenge. And that could benefit them when they're playing games and they need to learn how to handle possibly playing from behind or being in tight games. Yeah, because I think that's only going to help them when the Big Ten slate rolls around, and you're you're gonna you're it's going to be a battle almost every week. So, and and I think PJ was right in saying that he didn't believe there was he believed a lot of these games would be close games, and even you know during the Big Ten season, I could see that as well. I think this is it's going to help them. A game like this is ultimately going to help them going forward because you're you're going to realize that you were that close to losing your opener. And the whole season changes if that happens. I, I mean, not not the fact that you 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 know the season's over, but it does change if you lose that game. The whole outlook it, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year how you how you respond to that adversity. And they were able to get over the hump, find a way to win. wasn't pretty, lot to clean up, and you got to do it in a hurry. But again, you have a couple extra days, and Fresno State. Second fewest returning production in the in college football. UAB only has is, is on, the only program with the, the least amount of returning production in college football at FBS. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that game. I want to see how they play this week. How does their new quarterback adjust? Some of the variables that they have, their offensive line, they lost a lot of talent there. Keyshawn Johnson left. Yep. They do have some some really nice talent in the secondary too from my early looks through Fresno State this offseason. But again, you got to see how they gel, too, playing USC on Saturday night. Fresno State, I'm intrigued. That's going to be a fun game to watch. I think so too, and it's going to be like you said. It's a test. You got to go out west. It's 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 going to be a different environment. They they gave the, the Gophers a battle last year, and I know they with with returning players. It's not going to be the same team you saw last year, but it's going to be definitely an interesting game to look at. I think that gets magnified based on the result of this game and and just how close it was when I don't think a lot of Gopher fans were expecting that. I want to see how they respond next week. Mm-hmm. If they come out and struggle with the physicality again, then I'm going to be a little bit concerned. But the way that the, the scheme went, if they can adjust to that, they should be fine. And it's early, and uh, now it's all about seeing how that they handle the next three non-conference games because they will – I'd rather have them play these kind of games in the non-conference and learn how to handle some of these things before they get in the Big Ten slate. Don't be, don't be having these easy games and then hitting the Big Ten and going – Oh crap! We got to figure out how to win. We got to figure out how to play from behind these close games, higher caliber competition. This is what this is the kind of thing that you can build upon, but you want to see the progress from week to week. Absolutely, and I just wanted to say as well. I tweeted it last night. My two takeaways immediately were that you got the win. You at least you didn't lose the game. You got the win. And now just move on to Fresno State. That that was my that was my ultimate takeaways from from yesterday. So I I think they have a lot to build on. We 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 mentioned there's a lot of work to do before you before you get to next Saturday. But they they were able to make the winning plays, and I think that's ultimately what we have to take away from this game. You know, Murph, it was a it was an odd game. It, it's it, I've covered a lot of football games, and that was one where it it was kind of hard to kind of put a finger on that ball game if it's kind of weird to say and it's hard for me to describe but 
I want to go watch this game back to see some of the things that, that I saw initially and to kind of better understand exactly how the flow of this game changed because there was a lot of ebbs and flows, especially late. So like you said, again, building upon this, trying to find ways to improve, that's, that's the big emphasis this week. Daniel, I know you wrote a um, a, uh, a a game summary for uh, for yesterday. Where can uh, where can the listeners find that? On the great scorenorth.com. We got a game recap up there and I talked about a lot of the things uh, we discussed here in a little bit more detail. So. Gotcha. Well, that's that's good to hear. We're uh, we're going to wrap up here. There's going to be another podcast midweek. We'll t- we'll touch base next either Saturday or Sunday after the Fresno State game to wrap that one up, okay? All right, James. I'm ready to go it's go for football season Love even it. even a tight game it's fun it's oh, it back. was fun it was fun and we are back well thank you for tuning into the score north gopher show for daniel house i've been james murphy the, uh, daniel house is at daniel house nfl on twitter i'm at murph underscore mn on twitter we'll catch you next time